Welcome to Roast Tinted Review, the show where every week we pick something that we have nostalgia for. We then revisit and review it to find out if our hindsight is truly 2020 or if we've just been wearing roast tinted glasses. I'm your host, Michael Jebez, and I'm joined by my good friend and co-host, Connor O'Keen. How's it going, Connor? Good, dude. I am feeling enlightened this morning. Oh, enlightened, are you? Enlightened. Almost like you're a, a monk of Wudan. Yes, except I'm not. I'm a pudgy white man in, in, in what, what suburb am I in? Is it Western? Vaguely Western. Yeah, Northwestern suburbs. suburbs. Don't Melbourne. dox yourself. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll give you a vague approximation. Yeah, don't, don't kid yourself. They never accept you at Wudan. <laughs> fucking have to get Chow Yun Fat to write me, a, write me a fucking letter of recommendation. That's right, yeah. Give me, give me a good word. This week's episode, we are reviewing the 2000 Kung Fu epic Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon, directed by Ang Lee, based on the book by Du Long Wang, screenplay by Hu Ling Wang, James Seamus, and Ku Jung Tsai. Stars Chao Young Fat, Michelle Yeoh, Zhang Zi, and Chen Chang. Uh, the, the story follows a martial arts master, Li Mu Bai, who is uh, given his sword for safekeeping when it is stolen, and then he must embark on a quest to get it back. So, Connor, is this your first, like, you you, this... you hadn't seen it, definitely. No, you I... You are I... not very acquainted with the, the kung fu genre of films? No, uh, in fact, I, I, I didn't realise that this... Uh, not just like a, a martial arts action movie. Uh, this is a, a, I think it's pronounced Wu, uh, Wuxia film. That's that's uh, like a uh, a genre of Chinese fiction uh, involving specifically the adventures of like martial artists or like martial arts masters and mm, shit. Yeah, in China, in China, in in like ancient China specifically, it's it's like a like I, I can't think of a better comparison than it's like. It's like their superhero movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? um, well, but yeah, no. So I was completely. Uh, I think I've seen like thinking about it. There are a couple of movies I've seen that I've really enjoyed that fits in within this genre. But I didn't know it was its own thing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this is this is one that I had that I, I just completely slept on. Um, thinking about it before this, the only other movie I've seen by Ang Lee is uh, his Hulk, <laughs> his Hulk movie, um, which. Doesn't give the best, you know, impression of his of his work. No, no, um, yeah, um, yeah. So no, that like I don't think the superhero comparison isn't uh, apt. It, it's uh, very much like I, I believe that this was the first foreign language film I ever saw. Ooh, cool. Yeah, just thinking back on it, I was like, oh fuck, yeah. No, there wouldn't have been anything uh, previous to this. I mm-hmm. watched it when I was like probably around like 10 or 11. My dad mm. really fucking loves this movie. So he like rented it from the movie store one time and he was like, oh, you got to watch Tra- Crash and Tiger Hidden Dragon. Uh, we mm. did, we watched the English dub mm-hmm. uh, originally, but it was, but yeah, it's still like, I don't think I'd seen another, a foreign language film that was even dubbed into English at that point. That was, This was my mm. first exposure to it. Nice. And there's very little barriers uh, 
for understanding and enjoying this movie, funnily enough, even though it takes place in such a different culture, not even just a different culture, like you said, a specific genre of these martial mm. artists sort of hero stories. But yeah. you immediately just go, oh yeah, this is like this is like a superhero thing. The other thing that I that I was thinking of that's kind of the closest that you have a little bit of experience with as well is the Shonen animes has a very yeah. similar kind of structure of this like massive world and there's all these heroes and it's like, oh, this was my master and they were murdered by this this villain. So I've got yeah, to- Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's sort of I all did, these um, other plot threats like running through at the same time like a Shonen anime where there's like, oh, there's side character, but they're, they're in love with this person and- Yeah, yeah. Well, the, I, I, I um, read that this is- So this is based on a, a novel, which is the fourth- in a series. Yeah. So this is based on the fourth, like this is a, a standalone movie based on the fourth book in a series. So it kind of has that, you get that vibe uh, that, or that feeling that um, these characters have had all these adventures up to this point. Yeah. And yeah. we're just kind of dropped into the the middle of, of one of the ones, I guess, towards the, you know, the end of their run and stuff. Yeah. It gives you, it very much gives you that feeling that of, of Limu Bai and Julianne are very much at like the end of their careers or not the end of their careers, but they've had this huge life that they've lived where they've yeah. become, you know, renowned martial artists. Yeah. I think um, like once we like, once the movie opens and we're in that kind of historical context, uh, we've talked about this before. I've talked about this before with- um, Last of the Mohicans. Last of the Mohicans. The like historical context thing. I always feel a little out of my depth and like a little lost. But and 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 start at the start. Like f- at first, I was like, okay, I'm trying to keep track of like all these character names and like which ones are significant, which ones are just like background <laughs> characters. But it's presented in such a uh, visually arresting and compelling way uh, that I really wanted to keep up. Like with historical mm. things, I'm kind of like, ah, snooze, fuck you, you're boring. But, but this, I was like. Well, who's that? Who's that? Who's your master? That was your master. You killed your. Oh my god! Like I was really, really, um, really sucked in, uh, and yeah, had a great time with it. So that's awesome to hear. Yeah. The other thing that I was uh, very much uh, staying with the whole like it's kind of like a universal like storytelling is kind of the same whatever country you go to. So it's not that hard to like the storytelling that's woven through there. You go, oh, I, I, I understand this and recognize this. It's not that foreign that yeah. you can't follow a governor's daughter that doesn't want to get married, that wants to, like, go off and live a life of adventure and have freedom. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it reminds me very much of Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and Pirate um, legends, uh, they're, like, they've got that same level of uh, sort of, like, renown to them where it's like, oh, this this famous pirate and this is his ship and, oh, he stole it from mm. this person and this yes, is how they got yeah, it. and. That's true. It's the legacy of all of that sort of stuff. The way that we romanticize those characters mm. throughout history, it's it's all the same. Yeah, yeah. And that 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 romanticization of the of uh, like the bandits kind of characters mm. um, of uh, is it low? Um, uh, uh, dark cloud. Dark cloud. Excuse <laughs> me. Um, uh, that that whole thing is very similar to like the romanticization romanticization of the the pirates. Yeah, very much so. And like he's all like the desert vibes and the like the the band of thieves. It almost goes into that like Arabian Nights genre of of storytelling as well. Absolutely, I was um uh, really got big uh, Prince of Persia vibes. The the video game, yeah, or at least the you know the the two thousand or so two thousand three. I want to say remake. Uh, and then when I was looking up uh, stuff for this, sure enough, that uh, that character Dark Cloud influenced the development of the the prince character in, oh, in that's that so series. Oh, that's so cool. 
Yeah, yeah. That is directly like an inspiration to it. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so this this was the first, I think it was the first time I didn't watch the English dub. I was like, no, I'm going to watch it with the Mandarin and the subtitles. Oh, for this viewing? Yeah, for this viewing. Oh, cool. So how's the how's the dub compare? Because um, I, I, I watched the, the subs. Uh, it's not a it's not a terrible dub. There's mm-hmm. there are some characters that are not great. I believe it's hard to find credits for the for the dub, but I believe Chow Young Fat dubbed himself mm-hmm. and possibly Michelle Yeoh as well. Mm-hmm. Um, the voice actor they get for Zhang Zi is she's she's not great. It's always that uh, younger, uh, higher pitched. Yeah, it always Young comes uh, dub that sounds always lot, sounds very shrill. Yeah, it's like, uh, and then when you hear the original, you go, oh yeah, very very much similar to Japanese anime when it's dubbed, mm. and it's always like the kids that are the biggest problem. Where you're like, oh god, this is insufferable. <laughs> yeah, but uh, oh dear, it it's a yeah, it's a pretty decent dub, and it seems to flow like the rhythm seems to flow well. Where I the lip sync almost looks like it lines up with the English dub. Mm, so they, cool. it looks like they actually did like a lot of effort into uh, into that, which I think would make sense because at the time back in the two thousands, like the English dub would have been what played in most cinemas over here and in mm. the US. So they wanted to make it decent because like this film did really well at the time. Uh, yeah, like, yeah, well, critically I, acclaimed. Yeah, well, the the reason I the biggest part of me not having seen this until now is because it I, I, like I remember throwing around that like that title Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon or, or hearing that thrown around when referencing anything martial arts related or anything uh, I, I guess like to do with like even like monks or uh, anything vaguely Eastern yeah. um, uh, like hearing that kind of that that band, you know, like oh yeah fucking Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon over here it became like a, almost a meme so I felt like We've talked about this with other movies where they become kind of parody fodder or they become a part of of like the the culture or at least the you kind of feel like ah, i don't I don't need to see this. like I'm sure it's like you, you I get the feeling that it's like lost its it will have lost its impact. Mm. I'll be watching this kind of weird kind of stilted thing that was probably very impressive for the time, but you know, I just watched end game. <laughs> Coming to me with this weak source. Um, but no, this was uh, fucking awesome. And uh, afterwards, I, I found myself like looking at the, the Wikipedia article, looking at each of these of these performers, each of these actors, and wanting to see more of their stuff. So it's kind of it's pulled me down a rabbit hole. That's very good because uh, I'm, I'm very fond of this period style Hong Kong film. And there's not a lot that are like up there as, as acclaimed, mm-hmm. uh, but <laughs> of the like... Four that I have on DVD that I really like and love. Uh, mm-hmm. Zhang Ziyi is in all like three of them. Ah, <laughs> oh, cool. She, she was like, yeah, very, very popular. Yeah, so it's sort of like Chow Young Fat is the one actor in the film, uh, most of all out of everyone that wasn't experienced with martial arts because he'd done a lot of uh, English and Chinese films at this point and he's much more mm-hmm. of like a, a dramatic actor. Mm-hmm. So he had to learn. He had to do sort of the most training uh, because ah, cool. very much in line with like the Matrix that was coming out around this time mm-hmm. uh, in America. It's a, it's a heavily, uh, all the actors are doing a lot of their own stunts and fights and, and like training and, and stuff for that. Chan Fat showed up to set and he's like, whoa, I know Kung Fu. <laughs> Ang Lee was like, show me. <laughs> That's funny. Um <laughs> 
uh, yeah, I, I I think my impression of what this movie was going to be was completely wrong. I, I thought it was going to be uh, very slow and meditative to a point of being a bit of a snooze fest. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I thought it was going to be largely uh, male-dominated in terms of its um, fight scenes and stuff. Yeah. But, uh, boy, was I fucking wrong. Yeah. Uh, and really pleasantly so. This, this shit is tight. It's funny how you can have preconceived notions of what a movie is about when you haven't actually heard much about it at all. Mm-hmm. You just kind of know that, like, the name, and you're like, oh, yeah, that's sort of a, like that. And you just... Yeah, it's one of those, is it? Yeah, yeah you no. just create this whole, like, idea in your head that didn't actually come yeah. from anything... That represents the movie. Like you didn't watch the trailer and go, "Oh, that looks like a snooze fest." You just heard yeah, the name, yeah, oh, yeah. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, eh? Yeah, yeah. Oh, they're going to be there's gonna be a lot of crouch. I'll bet there'll be too much crouching and not enough dragons. Fuck off. <laughs> that tiger's crouching because it's uh, fallen asleep. It's not enough because <laughs> it's fallen asleep in the theater. Oh uh, dear. Yeah, like the movie doesn't take long to open up until uh, we get our first fight scene on the rooftops when uh, Long's stealing the sword, and that is mm-hmm. so fucking cool. Oh, that whole sequence really is amazing, dude. The music yeah, yeah. Uh, for, like, all the fight scenes, uh, but especially this one, uh, really, it, really, like, like, sets the pace. Yep. And there's, like, this, yeah, real excitement to, yeah, to I mean, the as the, the, the Like, the drums are getting, like, faster and faster and, 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 like, to the point where there's that moment where she catches the 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 dart oh, or, like, yeah. the, um, the thing that's been chucked at her. Uh, I, like I gasped because they like <laughs> built the tension up so much and that came out of nowhere. I actually went like, oh, my God. Like it was really, really uh, utterly thrilling. Yeah. Um, the, and then the that camera movement. sweeping uh, uh, wire move when she flies off because she's had that oh, yeah. opening of the dart being yep. chucked. And mm-hmm. then, yeah, the drums go mad and then it's just like, doom. And yeah. it's like, fuck, she got away. Yeah, so cool, so cool, the wire work going across the buildings. I can't think of a movie that I've seen with wire work that's kind of that involved. Like, you, you see in other movies, like, stunts where it's like, oh, they, they might jump up in the air or, or flip mm. or they kind of use it to extend how far they can kind of leap compared to normal. But it's, it's like one or two moves where this, mm-hmm. the moving across the buildings, like, so fast and such a long distance maintained is it's super cool but that's all part of that uh that genre that it's like you said it's that superhero comparison of it's and it's also that that fantasy fairy telly fairy tale Mm. sort of way that we tell ancient stories that it's like we exaggerate the people's Mm -hmm. abilities by Mm. giving it this like magical kind of sense yeah, that's that's a, a really nice uh, point. Like, I, I, I like really later in the movie, there's just a little bit of a comparison where uh, Dark Cloud he like rocks up to the 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 like the parade for the wedding. Mm-hmm. It's not the, the wedding isn't happening, but they're all going down the street in that big that big yeah parade. And he rocks up and he's thing. like, "Ah, fucking come back with me to the desert." And he's like having a drunk <laughs> thing, and then when he gets chased, he like climbs up a wall. But you can see mm. he climbs up like a normal person. He doesn't have that ability to to fly like uh, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, kind yeah. of see him actually like shamble up and like, you know, he has to throw a leg over and pull himself up uh-huh. where they're just like. Yeah, yeah. So cool. Yeah, they move. They move like silk. I was really taken by just how how seamlessly integrated the wire moves and the actual fight choreography uh, was was handled. Like I, I thought that it was going to be a lot more like, oh, this is a wire bit. Oh, now they're actually fighting. Yeah, like, now they're on the ground, was, and you can see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas here, it's it's really seamless. Um, mm. They move from 
like fighting on the ground. There's that wonderful sequence where the camera's just focused on their legs. On their feet. Oh, God. On the choreography is so good. And she's like hooking her down as she's trying to yeah. get back up. And oh, like, it's so cool. Yeah, foot on top of her foot, slamming it back down to the ground. Mm. It's amazing. Mm. Yeah, mm. it's it's the flow of the fight's broken up in a way that it isn't just like, yeah, the first half is all wire work and then we just are on the ground mm. doing hand-to-hand stuff. And it's like, mm. yeah, no, they break it up and it goes back and forth enough that it is this seamless thing. Yeah, and then like also there's that amazing sh- like shot that it goes out into a wide where they're both clambering up the wall and then she's like grabbing her by the leg and pulling her oh down. Oh my god, yeah, 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 yeah. Really fucking awesome. It's just like amazing mm-hmm. how how difficult that stuff is on wires that you mm-hmm. do like one wrong movement and then you kind of spin out and you look like a goofy idiot. The amount of takes <laughs> Uh, that like re- that is required to get these fight scenes right um, mm, with mm. all of that wire work is insane. Yeah, and it's just a really fucking cool, cool one to open the movie. And it's got a yep. couple of I've got a, there's a couple of little um, moments that I notice they use they use slow mo really sparingly, mm-hmm. but when they do it's to like accentuate a specific move. Like when she mm-hmm. first um, when Julianne's first on the roof catches her. And mm-hmm. the, the like the very first kind of fist fight they have, she like throws a punch at her hip and it kind of slows down. There's this extreme close up where it shows that she like rolls her hip out of yeah. the way and just kind of avoids it. You have been trained at Udan. It's that it's that like heightened level of the fantasy yeah. where you go, Oh, that was a sick little movement. And it's like, yeah, that's the character being like, Oh, that slowed down because that's their perception being so heightened. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like this is so significant that time almost stands still. I can recognise from that one punch what your mm. technique is and, and where it comes from and all that sort of thing. It's so cool. There's another yeah. one in that fight where uh, she gets her arms crossed and she grabs mm-hmm. her crossed arms like in the middle with one hand and mm-hmm. then she's like trying to like wriggle free and she like cr- like shoves it back against her chest yeah. and, and it's, it's like just slightly boom. slow like boom and it's like oh she's mm. fucking got her yeah it really yeah uh, it's cool yeah those little flourishes accentuate the 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 grand sense of their skills so well unless your yeah, imagination really to- like roll with it yeah, it makes the those moments have like a a physical a real sense of physical impact as well as like a I guess an emotional yeah. uh, or like a, a narrative resonance. Like you, you go like, oh, this is significant for the story as well as like how sick it looks. Yeah, exactly. You know? There's a, there's always like a meaning and a and a reason for the fight. It's not just ah oh, fight now. Like yeah, 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 yeah. There's always a really good emotional sort of like interwoven thing with the fights where they tell a story. Yeah, it's the characters like interacting uh, within the fight scene that's so uh, exciting, and and those little breaks where they like talk and they'll reveal like more information about themselves or like you know what they're really looking for you know, <laughs> back at the monastery and shit like that. It's like you, you, those are just as thrilling as the the big you know wire moves and stuff. Yeah, that's right. And their personalities come through in the fight scenes. They everyone mm. has a really distinct fighting style about them. And so when, when Lee yeah. Mubai shows up and we see him fight finally, mm-hmm. he does feel like he's on another level than everyone else. Yeah, his, his fighting is uh, it looks so almost effortless. Yeah, really effortless, really simplistic. Like he doesn't need to, to show off. Yeah, there's no flash to it. Yeah, I fucking love. Um, and he has that little, like, he holds his sword straight out, kind of like fencing, and he does that little, like, yeah, wheel yeah. with it. And, and he's stuff. almost got, like, his hand behind his back sort of thing. It's, yeah. it's so tough. And uh, that that all sort of rolls into the the Green Destiny being this really ancient sword where the metal is very 
uh, malleable, and so there's a lot of um, the, the the fighting with that blade. Mastering it requires uh, to understand that, and you're you're wielding it in a way that you're making the blade swing in ways that you mm. want. You're you're mm-hmm. manipulating it, and they do a li- they do some nice little. They're not on the nose, but they're there. That they're these little sound effects that like the Green Destiny has these distinct sound effects when they swing it. Mm. That you go, oh shit, it's a little bit heightened. It is again. It's I keep thinking of anime. It feels like almost that heightened level that anime has, mm-hmm. but not to the point where when you watch a live action adaption of anime and you go, oh, this is like because they're because <laughs> they're in cringe. real life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh man, imagine if the reviews came out and it was like Ang Lee has delivered nothing but cringe. <laughs> <laughs> Crouching Tiger is not even based; it's cringe. Um, the uh, oh Christ, that just dates this episode so hard. Um, people listening, uh, you know, fucking God willing, people will listen to this in like twenty years and go, "What the fuck are these people talking about?" That's right. Um, there's that wonderful sequence practicing with uh, the Green Destiny, like in the the open courtyard at night. It's just these like lovely uh, oh. wide shots of him just like practicing. Yeah, and the odd, the odd like close up. Yeah, and, she's and it looks watching. so fucking cool. Yeah, yeah, it looks so cool and and so beautiful. But you also you can you can see like how deadly he would be with this uh, with these like beautiful moves. It's cool because yeah, we've gotten all of these characters. There's this Jade Fox. He's after the Jade Fox. There's these other people that are after the Jade Fox. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got the bumbling comic relief uh, guard, mm-hmm. who, who's a lot of fun as well. And yeah, that that big uh, fight that they have, which is the first fight we see Limu Bai fight in, he's he's fighting with just some regular straight sword because he doesn't have the Green Destiny. Mm. Then Long shows up with the Green Destiny and like cuts the edge off, like the tip off of his blade with it. Mm. Which is again that like uh, very much a trope of that 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 style of film. Yeah, yeah. And, um, but every time it happens, it's so cool. It's cool though. It's so fucking cool. Like that, that like chopping the weapon in half thing happens over and over and over again. And like to a, a like almost comical level later when um, mm. uh, Lian and Jen Yu are fighting in the like. In, yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, with like all the weapons and stuff. Yeah. True. And she keeps like just chopping each each <laughs> weapon degrades and and breaks. After a point, like nothing's a match for that sword. Yeah, and the best thing, the, the, like the best weapon against it, is like just the really thick bar of metal because <laughs> yeah. it can take the most chips out of it before it gets cut in half. That's it. Oh god, that sequence is so fucking cool. It's We're talking about the really like cool. character being expressed through those fight scenes and getting to see uh, how adept uh, Lian is with every single fucking weapon available there mm. except for the one that's just too heavy to wield <laughs> like anything that she can pick up she can be fucking deadly with and it's so cool yeah and we get to really that's like the one fight scene where we really get to see her speciality because she's she says earlier like oh, i prefer machetes over this this straight oh sword my god but then when we actually get to see her like unsheath hers the, yep. the dual machetes and they split in two mm. It's mm-hmm. so fucking and cool. And that, that bit where she's like, there's like a top-down shot where, and, and this is utterly pointless because this is a fucking audio podcast, but follow me here. The <laughs> fucking like top-down shot where she's like going like going at Genu with the swords like going like one after another, going like ting, 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 ting. It's like so tough. She's like chasing her down with these machetes, just relentlessly yeah. swinging them. All Jen uh, can do is like, just block, 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 fuck, you know? Yeah. So cool. Yeah, going back to that other fight scene, uh, 
we see Limu Bai without his sword and he still beats the person with the green destiny and it, mm. that adds to that effortless thing. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, like you said, when, when he gets it back and he's doing those, those drills in the courtyard, you really get that sense of how deadly he is. And then, like, mm. again, later when he, when, he, when he fights long again, he just has the stick and he's like, I'm going to, yeah. like, fucking just, like, beat her with this stick every move. <laughs> he's just like, whack, whack. Like, this would have been a, a, a killing blow. Mm. Really schooling her. Yeah, yeah, and it gives you gives you a a, a great sense of how uh, skilled he is, and then we keep getting these instances of how powerful the sword is, or or how significant the sword is. Mm. So when we see the stuff of uh, Jenny with the sword, just like the the sequence where she's like fucking up dudes in the bar, yeah, um, it's like really tough. But you're like, oh my god, like you're, you're not you're not worthy of this this yeah, power. Yeah. It's like you, <laughs> yeah. There there is a it. It helps to create those power divides and that you understand them really clearly. You're like, mm. okay, so she's kicking all their asses with the Green Destiny. Mm. Lima Bai can kick her ass without the Green Destiny. So it's a thing of like, sure, the sword's good, but it's more about the person's skill that wields it. Yeah. And we can see that you're, although you're very good, you're super inexperienced compared to a master like Lima Bai. Yeah. Dude, as, as we're talking about this, I, I have to bring this comparison up. I had this... Uh, occur to me while I was watching it and then um, watching some videos afterwards, I, I heard it brought up as well. I get such uh, Star Wars prequel trilogy vibes from this movie and and that sounds like a dig. That sounds like a dig. I just mean like <laughs> okay. thematically, like a lot of the, uh, there's a lot of parallels in terms of uh, the story and like yeah, political uh, certain characters and stuff. Yeah, political blockades. <laughs> no, like the the kind of very powerful but under under trained apprentice kind of grappling oh, yes, with yeah, uh, yeah. like the 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 kind of dark side of of this and trying to someone trying to you know pull them towards the light. Uh, the even the kind of like the 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 meditative kind of like enlightenment and and all that stuff. It's it's all it all just sounds like you know the, you could you could replace enlightenment or whatever with the force. Yeah, true. You know? um, well, yeah, that's it's because those Jedi are based off of this kind of mm. thing. They're like an amalgam well, yeah, I'm between not saying, this I'm not and saying samurai it all like, oh, kind of culture. I think Ang Lee was trying to do a, a Star Wars <laughs> thing. I think Star Wars is trying to do a this thing, and or especially prequel, in the case of the prequel trilogy, is trying to do a this thing and, and fucking it and, up. And shit the bed, yeah. Yeah, shitting the bed uh, <laughs> just heinously. Well, yes. Yeah, so- I mean, even even with like the romantic subplot stuff, like this has this has that this this. And I mean, this there's sand in this movie, <laughs> but um, <laughs> but it's it's done really fucking well and in a way that isn't infuriating. And we like empathize with all of the characters, even the kind of bratty, uh, you know, protege character. It's it's not Hayden Christensen yeah. sulking about sand. That's it's, true. It, like we understand their motivations and we empathize with them and stuff. Yeah, well, it took me so long to actually understand where you were going with that because I haven't ever made that comparison before. I was like, ah, wait, okay. what? So, yeah, it took until you like, were saying like- What the fuck are you talking the about? The thing. I was like, oh, yeah, no, nah, no, nah, that makes sense. Yes, where you're coming mm. from. That's very mm-hmm. true. But, but, yeah, they they nail it so well that I'd never thought of that before. But very mm. much that, oh, I can- I can see this like raw potential in you, mm. but it's it needs to kind of be tamed, or otherwise it could uh, become a force for bad instead of good, and all that yeah. sort of thing is yeah, yeah exactly. is, is very similar. But yeah, it just didn't didn't suck. <laughs> <laughs> almost almost similar to an anime. <laughs> 
mm. in ways. We get a flashback sequence that just takes us completely out of the rest of the plot of the movie for like, it feels like almost 20 minutes. Yeah, how desert. long is it? I don't know, but it feels really long that you're just like, whoa, this is just a really extended flashback in the middle of the film. Yeah. And it feels like one of those anime things where it's like, oh, yep, yeah, now nah, for the next like 30 episodes, we're going off here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is uh, this is the filler episode. But it um it gives you a really good new context for the character. Yeah, absolutely. We, we, we already empathise with her, like you said, because we we've heard the explanation of like, yeah, she's getting married and she doesn't really want to. She she um she really romanticizes that life that they have of the the traveling warriors and yeah, I, I think it it gives a uh, uh, greater depth to her character and her motivations and and I think makes us understand uh, uh, or uh, empathize with her a little bit more because up until that point, up until we get the the flashback, her talking about like oh I'm I'm you know but it'd be so nice to have this life that. Uh, you know, follow follow my heart and da, da 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 da. You go like that's just a concept to you, and I think the the end character kind of says that like I, I hear what you're saying, but I've had that and it's it's not all it's cracked up to be. It's so Trust tragic when she this. tells that story of her. That yeah, she's- yeah, her her um the guy she was uh, what betrothed to or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that they were engaged and it was Lee Mubai's brother, and then when he was killed and out of respect for him that they. Mm. didn't do anything and you get this sense that they've spent this like whole life mm. in this like the their um their chemistry is so uh strong it's fucking awesome in this yeah. um yeah. obvious reserved way mm. where they're they're going about their oh this is the way that we have to be appropriate in all of our roles and in this culture mm. but you mm-hmm. can see that it's fucking like burning inside of them yeah yeah totally it's so obvious so then with um uh Jen Yu character, like you you after that flashback you go, Oh, oh, this isn't just an idea to you. You've you've had a taste of that life. Yeah. And you've been pulled back to to your reality, you know, what's expected of you, and you're now railing against it because you know exactly what you're missing out on. It's not just a case of you being naive and, and young and, and stupid. Yeah, that's it's, right. You know what you what you want. Um and so we we again after like initially I was going like How's this fucking flashback gonna go? Like, I get it, but by the end of it, by by the time we cut back to the story, it's like, oh no, that 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 was all that all felt necessary. Yeah, yeah, it gives you a really good insight. Like uh, the other thing that I think for her character that gives a lot more, like not that we don't empathize with her, but when she's uh, telling the Jade Fox to fuck off because she's like, mm-hmm. no, I'm actually the master. Oh, yeah, that, she's that bit like, where she's like, no, no, you, we were reading it together. She's like, you believe I learned the skills I have from your deciphering of the manual. You couldn't read the symbols. It was just the drawings I studied. While trusting you with the code, you wouldn't have understood if I'd explained it anyway. I really like that scene too because it's not this like, fuck you, I will I will be, student is now master, fuck yeah. you. Like it, 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 she says like, do you understand how scary it was for me to realise that I was going to be more powerful than you? Yeah. Like it. It, it, it gives it um, a really good sense of the misguided aspect the fact that she's been trained by the jade fox since she was 10 Mm. it's like how can you like have someone like that influencing you and like of course she's like conflicted and torn and Mm. uh she's not on the 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 good side Mm, totally but yeah it's a straight away after that she sort of kneels down and she's trying to be like respectful to her and not being like i haven't I don't uh, not appreciate this, but it's fucking terrifying yeah, it's not, that I've yeah. It's it's not just coming you. from 
yeah, it's not just coming from like a a, a juvenile, like power hungry kind of place. Mm. It's uh, yeah, it, it feels a lot more human. Yeah, very human. Down like it's down to earth. It's not it's this big fight. They have a little like face off, but it's all about like the pressure point thing. Mm. So she gets her like finger on the side of her neck before she can like, and it's like, yeah, oh. yeah, so cool. And that's how we know that they've bested each other, and we don't like that. Wouldn't be a good time to have a grand fight scene to prove mm. that it's it's a like a more personal because it's like a student master moment mm-hmm. that that works better for it. Although going back to that fight where they fight the Jade Fox in that night when the comic relief dude gets paralyzed, that's so fucking cool. Yeah, yeah, like, he's like, do, 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 do. yeah. Oh uh, my god! And oh my god, the the it, it's brutal. But when the Jade Fox catches that uh, the cop's weapon oh. and like flings it back at him, and just embeds in his fucking forehead. Yeah, the, 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 there's some gnarly blades. Those things that they, that guy has. Um, and then yeah, even when the, the the daughter of the cop is like standing back, like ready to like throw the knife or shoot the dart, mm. the Jade Fox is also able to like catch that, throw it back at her. She's not able to dodge it properly. It hits her in the shoulder. Like yeah, yeah, it's so cool. I love seeing uh, those fight scenes, uh, like like that one in particular, where you've got like the Jade Fox, uh, the cop and his daughter, the security guard, and Cheyenne Fat, like all all fighting. You get to see each of their their styles or like the 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 way they've chosen to like specialize or mm. uh, focus their 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 strengths. And the choreography has to be so much more complicated with that many people. Yeah, yeah. In so in the case of like the the cop and his daughter, like they've got their uh like their weapons of choice, and uh, Jade Fox is like uh she's kind of more like dastardly and villainous in the way she fights because she's she's skilled, but she relies on uh like underhanded kind of tactics of yeah, like having gadgets and, and, and hidden, yeah, hidden yeah, yeah, things. yeah, yeah, yeah. So again, feeling like a like a almost comic book villain level thing. It's this like Doctor yeah, totally. Octopus shit. Yeah, because she she deals in like treachery and stuff. Kung Fu treachery. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, Oh, fuck. Fiendish, downright fiendish. Um, speaking of weapons and kung fu treachery, uh, the again the the sequence with. Jinyu uh, and Lian fighting with all the weapons, hook swords. I just want to say yes. the fucking hook swords. Dude. Hook swords are so Where fucking she, cool. Like, grabs it, like hooks the the sword in the middle, and then just like lets one handle go and just starts swinging the fucking hook yes. swords like attached to each other around. Oh, it's so cool. That's that that stuff that I've fallen. That's what that's why I fell in love with this genre of um of of martial arts. I I mm-hmm. love I love the like the creative kind of weapons that they have. Um, there's such a long mm. history um, and lineage to all of these weapons, and it's not just some really dumb thing that like they made up for an anime where they're like character has this big fucking sword that is in a weird shape like this. It's like no, mm. these are all real weapons. Hook mm-hmm. swords are, are a real weapon, even uh, like swords with uh, like a more malleable blade. It's it's all stuff mm-hmm. that existed in in their history, and it's so cool to get that variety of the different fighting styles of spears and really heavy weapons. And some of them, some of them like the, that fight scene um, that you're talking about where uh, she's fucking everybody up in the, in the restaurant mm-hmm. with the green destiny. Cause those couple of travelers like got offended yeah. from her. Like there's the one dude that has, they're kind of like these, like really, they look like swords, but they're like really short and they're just like really thick, stubby bit, yeah, bits they of look metal. Like, like 
yeah, like, like metal like batons or something. Yeah, yeah. And then we get the cool like the uh, iron arm man who's got the big metal braces under his yeah, cloak, yeah, 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 under his like sort of monk garbs. You don't you don't see it in this film, but there's also the um, what was I thinking of? That's a crazy your your classic like police baton. That design is from the from like tonfas. They're ah, like a really cool. ancient Chinese weapon as well. Ah, dope. There's so much, um, yeah, there's so much fucking variety. It's so cool. And seeing, yeah, everyone like that weapon versus that weapon, it's it's as it's as interesting as um, like getting to see one character fight another character because of their personality. It's also, oh, that weapon change up makes it interesting as well and changes the dynamic of the fight. Yeah, for sure. Which I think is why that, that fight scene is so cool uh, between the two of them back at Shulian's uh, headquarters when mm-hmm. they're just going through all different types of weapons. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's like at that point we've seen those two characters fighting earlier, but at that point it was it wasn't a like a there was no personal stakes really to the to the fight. Mm. Um uh, when she's just trying to stop uh Jin Yu from you know Taking fleeing. The sword. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, all, it's, it's all it's, unarmed and it's it's very it seems like um Julian's character seems like a lot more reserved in she's not going all out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, whereas at this point, I mean, she literally starts the fight with being like, all right, no more friendship. Yep. Like, bring it, bitch. It's fucking <laughs> cool. Um, and then, I mean, it's 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 really the the way it's shot and edited is beautiful and thrilling and, and hypnotic. And especially towards the, the end of the movie, I feel like they, f- they find points within each fight scene to have these really lovely uh, long shots or these moments of like serenity within the the fight scenes especially in the the bit um that follows uh the the kind of like weapon round table them fighting on the like in the bamboo trees and yeah. stuff yeah there's those odd, odd, like well. shots where it's just uh them like really wide shots of them just flying through the trees or the like right before that when she flees the building and there's that shot where they're like leaping over the uh like the pond or like the the yeah. water feature or whatever the fuck it is and like literally walking or like like jumping off of the water and stuff yeah that that stuff's Fucking super gorgeous super beautiful and like yeah mm. shot so just am- amazingly and then the, like the color contrast of that bamboo forest is so green oh yeah it's like so vivid these little white characters just standing on on a branch yeah it's all super i think that's that's why i, I really like well I really like the the period stuff just because I have a tendency to like that sort of fantasy setting stuff in every uh, kind of every genre or or different nationality. But it mm-hmm. really makes for something that uh, has like a a magic about it, and everything from the cinematography to the costumes and everything just makes every frame just look so much more gorgeous than just a mm. like period like modern day action. Yeah, and in the case of shots like the the one where they're jumping over the the water, um, and the stuff of them in the the bamboo, there's there's frames that look like pieces of of classical art. Like they they have a this really visually arresting quality where you you are momentarily completely feeling like oh I'm seeing like th- this this is one of those shots that you'll see in like a I don't know, like a montage of like the the best cinematic moments in in history. That sort of yeah. like that sort of stuff where you're like, holy fuck, this has got this is just a shot, but it has weight to it. There's a a, a beauty and like a, a poetry to the image that's really um has a has a resonance that 
you know, like I didn't expect to to be so um, enamored with this with this flick going in, and it's it's shots like that uh, in the midst of these amazing, amazingly choreographed fight scenes that make you go, oh, this this ain't fucking around, like <laughs> you know, this isn't just an action movie. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, there's a there's like a deep level of like philosophy and meaning to everything and yeah spirituality yeah. and stuff yeah it's really cool it's art in that way they're not like superhero movies because as we know from mr martin scorsese superhero movies they're just, <laughs> they're just amusement park rides and this isn't an amusement park ride this is cinema. no it's not yeah i mean it is that's the thing this manages to be this is this is one of those things where it's serious as a fucking heart attack it manages to be both entertainment and something greater than yeah um, which I, I mean, as much as like we're, we're riffing on them being you know superhero movies, and you know I've seen Endgame, motherfucker. Like Endgame is just a spectacle. Like it is, it is an amusement park ride. Hmm. Yeah, a- essentially. A little bit of a side note, but yeah, most of those Marvel movies I enjoy watching them, but I don't go back and rewatch almost any of them. No. When there's no. been and like, bloody, like might, 21 might, of them at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I might go like for like certain moments, but I don't think I've ever gone like. Whoa, you know, uh, it's 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 a very um, it, it sounds like a very disti- silly distinction to make between like uh, and whoa, but it's, <laughs> it's 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 a fucking gap. It's a it's a it's a chasm between those two reactions. Yeah, absolutely. Were you expecting such tragedy uh, to the ending of this film, Connor, or did it? Or did it really? I mean, expecting it, it? No, you? like I, I wasn't. I, I tend not to. And this is like a pet peeve. But whenever I'm watching movies with people and they're like, "He's gonna die," or they try and guess the ending, yeah, I'm like, "True." What are you doing, cunt? Yeah, like yeah. I really just let myself go with the flow. And even if, like, in hindsight, I'm like, "Oh yeah, of course he was gonna die." I let myself in the moment be like, "What?" You know, I, I, I have a lot of fun with it. Yeah, I'm the same. I always find that feeling that as the movie is telling you it. It's so much more rewarding yeah. than being like, oh, I outsmarted it and I knew that was going to yeah, happen. Exactly. And like, yeah, exactly. And I mean, that's that, that like the the authorial intent with these things. Like the, the filmmaker is not going, fuck, I hope some clever cunt is sitting there <laughs> because like predicting my every move. And it depends. Sometimes movies are of such low caliber that you can't help doing that. And it doesn't matter because even if you were along for the ride, it was still not good enough to uh, elicit that response when it did happen. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, I more meant that out of uh, out of the way of although this feel the story told in this film feels very relatable to other genres, this doesn't really end it like a Hollywood movie would. No, and I'm kind of glad it it doesn't um, because I was aware of the cultural impact or the maybe not impact is maybe not the right word word, but uh, the reach that this movie had. And that it appealed to Western audiences, I thought maybe uh, it it pulled some maybe it pulled a happily ever after out of its ass um, <laughs> to to garner that. Uh, so I was actually pretty like um, impressed by the fact that they they didn't do that. That uh, um, Yun Fat's character does like die, yeah, and 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 dies like with his last breath when she's like, no, 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 like you've trained your whole life for, life for this, like. You know, ascend, get yeah, fucking yeah. enlightened, and it's stuff. That whole enlightenment He's like, nah, monk stuff. I've wasted my whole fucking life. You know, I love you. Should have told you that. Bye. <laughs> you know, oh, fuck that. That speech yeah. that he gives. I'd rather be a ghost floating at your side seven days 
and be together. Then enter, enter heaven without you. My love for you will always keep me from being a lonely spirit. Yeah, it's really fucking beautiful. And I think it makes that, like, a... Uh, again, I, I reckon this will be one of those movies that I'll go back and watch uh, and the earlier scenes, knowing the context for, you know, what the character is really saying or whatever, those earlier moments will, will hit harder. Yeah. Like the bit at the start where he's saying, like, I, I almost almost achieved enlightenment. There was something holding me back. At first I was like, oh, maybe there's like a dark thing, there's something. But no, it was it was, it was was love. It was the fact that he hadn't, you know, he, he knew what he really wanted to be doing with his time, mm. you know, on, on this on this earth. He wasn't doing it. Yeah, and and the whole enlightenment thing is kind of opposite to that because it should be all like, no, you're empty, like nothing's real, mm. it doesn't exist, all of this stuff. Like when they're having that little break. Um, yeah, and, and he like holds her hand. And she yeah. says like my hand, like, yeah, my hand was real just then. Not everything is mm. uh, what you call it, yeah. Yeah, it's really, really lovely. The um the bit afterwards of uh, Inu throwing herself off the cliff, uh, I, I, I thought was like – didn't uh, I guess hit me as hard as Chayun Fat's death? No, no. Um, that that felt a bit like uh, almost like the the happily ever after would be like, well, that's what happens in big Hollywood movie. Uh, her throwing herself off the cliff and flying into the clouds was like, well, that's what happens in poetic Eastern <laughs> cinema. <laughs> you know? Like I didn't get much out of that. To, like, this to be is honest. a trope. Like, I don't recognize it, but. I feel like it's a trope. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And I could be completely off the mark. So, like, what, what, what do you, what do you, can you? I think you're right. Can in you, terms can you ending of explained to me? Film theory? No, yeah. <laughs> I can't. Um, I think you're right. For me as well, that, that ending doesn't feel as emotionally hitting as Chang Fat's death. I think it might be that it's it's a bit. It all happens a bit quickly after that. Mm. It's kind of wrapped up quite quickly like she goes to Wudan Mountain they like sleep together he wakes up and then she's just like oh phew, off, off <laughs> she goes um, yeah and they kind of I like the way that they uh tell that legend earlier in the flashback mm-hmm. we nomads have a legend you see that mountain there on the right if you jump off your wish will be granted a long time ago a man's children were very ill so he jumped He didn't die. He wasn't even hurt. He just floated away happily, never to return. He knew his children were well again. And the ants, they also say it. What really makes wishes come true is the trust in the heart. Mm. I think that stuff's really beautiful. They don't quite do a good enough job of reminding you of that sentiment when it actually happens I think yeah maybe that's it because I feel I, like I think I, from- I guess I don't know because she's like hey make a wish and then jumps I like I'm I'm left unsure of what because because like I'll buy I'll, I'll buy it she jumped she made a wish and it came true and now she's off in the clouds what 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 did she wish for she's- like that's that's what I that's what I get kind of hung up hung up on I'm like what was she hmm? wishing for? So she, she asked him to make a wish yeah. and he wished that, that they could return to the desert together. Yeah. And then she leapt off. So it's this kind of ambiguous like, okay, so her wish is granted, therefore they get to go back to like that life they were living in the flashback together. But mm. if she also jumped off the edge, it's like a 
you know, it's a contradiction. It's it's a bit of a paradox where it's like, but if she just floated away, are they, do they get to go back to the desert or do they not? Like it's it's ambiguously left. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't, it's too ambiguous for me, I think. Because uh, I'm, cause I'm, I'm hearing what you're saying, but I'm like, nah, okay, but why sense. didn't she say, I wish I could go to the desert and then jump? If if he'd been like, I want to go back to the desert and jumped, I would have been like, okay, so he's going to the desert. No, no, no she, that's what like that's what her wish is. She's asking him for the wish, and what he said is what she wished for and jumped right, off. Right. Okay. 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 Still, get a bus. <laughs> go to get the desert. <laughs> you know, uh, she's like, we're going to the desert. Fastest way down. <laughs> fastest way I know how. Fucking ding 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 ding. <laughs> Uh, nah, Connor, like a you, badass skydiving scene. Yeah, you spent, yeah that's what you need. <laughs> I was going to say you spent too long in Hollywood. Not not because of the badass skydiving <laughs> scene, but uh, you want you want that literal ending, and they're going to give you that uh, metaphorical ending. No, I just I think I think I had an uh, like I got enough out of the of Chaoyun's Chaoyun Fats ending, and I'm mm. saying I got less out of this ending mm-hmm. because there were I, I I guess I um yeah I don't know I think the, the maybe the poetry was lost on me. Yeah, that's, that's fair enough. I, I also agree that I'd get less out of that part of the ending than mm. than the other. It didn't spoil the movie for me at all, though. Like I, I and and again, I kind of just went, yeah, I guess that's how this that's that's how this movie ends. Mm. Um, mm. I I accepted it. Yeah, totally. But I think like twenty years on, I think the the movie's aged really well. Yeah, wow, it's, twenty years. Fuck me, dead. It's got a kind of timeless quality to it. The way that mm. it's where it's set and the the fantastical like element of it kind of doesn't yeah feel like it has a time thing no and any of those sort of issues like the the ending not feeling like it hits as well as other other beats it's not really a an aged element it's just a that was a you know you could all watch that in 2000 and felt the same way that's not a yeah yeah totally and i think like i mean that's that's something you risk when having a kind of vague you know vaguely poetic um ending to your story like yeah absolutely. you leave something up for interpretation there's chances like you, you probably have in, a, will interpret it wrong <laughs> will in, misinterpret it yeah absolutely yeah no you're right and i'm here to represent that contingent <laughs> <laughs> just random side note mm-hmm. i don't know if it's specifically this actor or if it's just the way that they do it from most of these Eastern films, there's something about the foley of them kissing that sounds really, really, really wet, right? It's just really unattractive sounding. It's just not, I don't know what it is. It's just like, I understand like their, uh, their like relationship and their desire for each other and love and all that mm-hmm. stuff. And I'm like, yeah, this is cool. I'm invested in their relationship. But then when the sex scene happens, I'm like, this is really unappealing. <laughs> Well, it's it's got this. It's the mouth sounds. It's wet mouth sounds, and maybe I'm repressed. Maybe I'm repressed, but it does. It it's genuinely like unsettling. I I'm think like, it's just yeah. They like, do. They uh, uh, like they, they start kissing. I'm like, this is this is fine. Like they could be fucking. They could they they could be fucking hard, and I would be fine with it. It's the wet mouth sounds. You get a little that, bit that of that I, between. I, I find um, myself crossing my arms and going, "Well, no, no, nobody needs to hear that. No, no. Well, that's that's no good, is it?" You hear you know, a little bit of how it. How am I supposed to explain that to my kids? <laughs> yeah, you hear a little bit of it creeping with um Julianne and Lee Mubai as well. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's just like that's the way that they do the foley for the mouth sounds in Get the mic in there. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> <shove it> in there. 
<laughs> no, I'm imagining the Foley artist, like, you know, in his studio by himself, just with, like, the mouth really close to his... The mic eating close to his mouth, and he's just... Eating making, peanut butter. <laughs> making <mouth> sounds himself. <laughs> oh, God. I'm imagining the sound guy on set just, like, wincing <laughs> with the boom. <laughs> oh, dear. That is funny. That is something I noticed as well. I'm glad. I'm glad that it wasn't just me. Uh, yeah, really, really cool movie. I'm I'm really excited to to revisit it. Um, and again, I'm going to go down the rabbit hole. I I was really impressed with all the performances um, from all the actors in in this movie. No, no, like there were no duds. I'd only seen Chow Yun Fat in uh, Hard Boiled, mm-hmm. which is like a Hong Kong action flick. Uh, fucking John Woo. Uh, so I I I didn't realize you you said that he was like probably the least experienced. In terms of like martial arts, yeah, um, coming in, uh, I had I had no idea because his the the presence he brings on on screen of like the the kind of hero is is still there and it's still really captivating. So I yeah. just I, I just you know I buy it absolutely. Um, I was like, yeah, he's a martial arts master. Absolutely is. Uh, but so too with all of the other performers, yeah, Michelle Yeoh and and uh, Zhang Zi are fucking ridiculously good, especially the, all the the scenes between those two. Not just when they're fighting, but when uh, Yu Shulian is trying to like weasel her out, is trying to like catch her out, and she like oh, drops the teacup yeah, the or tea like cup stuff drop like that. Is so cool. Yeah, yeah. Those interactions where they're they're trying to figure each other out, and they're they're um, it's what they're not saying that's that's important. Yeah, uh, are really really cool. Just as just as captivating as the as the fight scenes between the two. Mm. Yeah, it's that's awesome. You know, I've got I've got something good to follow it up with, but uh, ooh. It's uh, it's coming to Christmas time, so we'll probably have to wait a couple of episodes. Mm, but okay. I think if you All dig right. this, you'll really dig uh, some of the other ones I got. All right, cool, 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 cool. You go, wow, this movie's 20 years old. That's crazy. Do you know what else is crazy? Waiting 16 years to make a sequel. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's a sequel. I had uh, I only heard about this like two nights ago. Yeah, yeah, so I haven't. I, I was like kind of intrigued uh, when it came out a couple of years ago, but I still haven't watched it, and I don't know if I want to because it hasn't reviewed particularly well, mm. and I'm just afraid that I don't think many of the writers or directors are involved. It feels like a very different kind of production. I don't know if it would hold up. I, f- I feel just like cinematically it it won't hold that weight that this one does. So I don't know. I no, feel I, I like I might the, just give it a miss and not bother. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm not gonna give it a watch myself. I th- I feel like it um uh it has the 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 odds kind of stacked against it in oh, terms of reception. So. Like it's the the movie is. I mean, when the when the sequel came out, it was 16 years old at that point. It's a movie with such a legacy. People are gonna go into it with with really fucking high expectations that I don't think. I, I don't. I'm not sure anything could meet. No, it's. I think it's. Um, there's very few movies that can wait that long to make a sequel and it mm. uh, still be relevant and good. The other thing that I think of uh, when I think really long sequels is Sin City. Oh, Sin yeah. City's amazing, yeah. and then it was like 15 years, and they made a sequel. And I was like, dude, like if this came out like three years later, yeah, this would have been so popular and just absolutely killed it but yeah all of that uh, public interest is kind of gone at that point and i feel yeah, like yeah like you said that the the it's based off of a series of what five books did you say or this is the fourth book 
this was the fourth book. I'm not sure how many books there are in the series. I feel like it was so well received at the time. If Ang Lee decided like, yeah, let's do a couple of the other books, let's adapt them the same way mm-hmm. um, and released it a couple of years apart and made it into a, a series, that could have worked. But I feel like leaving mm-hmm. it so long and then not having most of the original production return besides cast members. Yeah, that ship has sailed. And of that, only like I think it's really one of the cast members. But yeah, I am super... I'm super glad that you enjoyed it so much and I was able to introduce you to this this big world of Yeah, yeah. Well, again, I this is a, a world I've I have um very, very little experience with. Again, there was a couple of movies where I went, Oh, I've like I saw this movie and I really liked it, and that falls into this uh this kind of uh genre. But yeah, had no idea it was a whole thing. Really excited to to delve into more of it. Awesome. Well, thank you very much for listening. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you did and you'd like to let us know, all of our social medias are in the link in the description uh, or you can tweet us at Rose Tint Review with our question of the episode. Connor, what do you want to know? What do you want the people to tell you? Uh, oh, what would your weapon of choice be? Yeah. If you were, if you, were uh, you know, in one of these movies. Now, I, I, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say based on like your own skills. No, 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 no. Like, Whatever sword, you, whatever weapon you choose, you get to be really good at that weapon. Okay. All right. Cool. Yeah. 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 All right. Go. I'm. I'm. A, I'm just a fan of that, like straight sword, long sword, that style that Chow Young Fat fights with. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily the Green Destiny. The whole wobbly blade thing. Uh, that like <laughs> that triggers <laughs> me a little wobble bit. Board. <laughs> wobble board blade. Yeah. It. It. it, it reminds me of in cartoons when like the swords never stay straight. Yeah, or or yeah. specifically in something like a Looney Tunes where it like mm. flops on purpose <laughs> and that yeah. that bothered me. And so it's take, it took me a long time to enjoy uh, like the sword, that the, the Green Destiny as a sword um, mm-hmm. originally. Uh, what about you, Connor? Uh, I would want to get real good with the fucking the dual machetes. Dual dude. machetes. That shit is tough. It's very that, cool. That spin move she does. That yeah. ding, 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 ding. So cool. Next, so next episode... Uh, it's going to be a Christmas one. It's going to air a couple of days before Christmas. And I was thinking mm-hmm. uh, my favourite Christmas movie of all time, Bad It's a Wonderful Mom's Life. Christmas. Right. What did you say? Sorry. <laughs> I said Bad Mom's Christmas. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. It's, it's a Christmas movie. That's all right. That's all right, Connor. We can yeah. do that next year. We can do that next year. Okay. All right. Sweet, man. Yeah, <laughs> we'll thanks, do my man. Christmas movie this year. <laughs> we can do that right, You promise, year. man? Yeah. Okay. Cool, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, I have not seen this movie. Uh, I've uh, it, it, this is another one that is like one of those uh, like all time classics sort of yeah. things that I've then gone like, ah, they don't need me, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and just not watched. But but still riffed on the Merry Christmas, Mother House and shit like that. Yeah, so exactly. I'm excited to actually get some context for the um, yeah, I'm for keen the, for the gags. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what you make of it. And will this will this be the oldest film that we will have? Oh, easily. Really? Easily be the oldest film we've done. So if you want to follow along at home, get that context, we strongly recommend you watch It's a Wonderful Life before next week's episode. Yeah. Tell your grandparents. Yeah, yeah. They'll, they'll, be, they'll be interested. They'll be thrilled. <laughs> Our demographic um, <laughs> of yeah, 50s and overs is going to spike with this next episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're going to draw in all the oldies. Oh, fuck yeah. They'll be playing it in retirement homes. <laughs> on the loudspeaker 
So join us next time when we find out whether our hindsight is truly 2020 or if we've just been wearing rose-tinted glasses.